Welcome to the Woo Woo Way podcast. My name is Zeb Rice. Today's podcast is an edited version of a conversation Nina Walton had with George Falcon about death and dying. It is a pair with a conversation I had with George on the same topic and which I will release as episode 11 in the Woo Woo Way podcast series. This episode is different from the others. It is a highly personal conversation between George and Nina that she didn't anticipate sharing publicly at the time. However, after much consideration and in deference to the extraordinary teachings that George shares in this discussion, Nina's decided to share the recording. The subject matter, the suffering and death of a loved one, is a universal theme, and therefore the content is such that anyone that has had exposure to this chapter in life will, we think, have an interest in the words and wisdom and comfort that George provides to Nina. The talk has been edited to keep the focus on what George has to say rather than the specifics of Nina's circumstances. The recording begins shortly after Nina spoke to George about her grief associated with both her father's battle with cancer, which he ultimately lost, and her continued sadness about her grandmother's death a few years prior. She asked George how she could handle her own grief and what things her father, Tim, could do to prepare for his death. Needless to say, these are very serious emotional issues, and George treats them with the sanctity and respect that you would expect, but of course in his own unique way. For that reason, I will just cover a couple of background items you need so it doesn't seem disjointed or confusing. First, the talk takes place in Nina's mother-in-law's kitchen, my my mother's kitchen. Uh, He makes reference to this. Second, uh, about a third of the way through, they have a conversation about a person in Nina's father's life with whom he has unfinished business. The background isn't necessary since George's response is the important thing. And that response is really generalizable to people who are dying and have unfinished business with with other people or have their own personal past regrets um, in their own lives. George has spoken to this issue before, and I've, I've gathered many of the things that he's talked about with, with us um, into, into the techniques you can find on the falconteachings.com website. Um, the Tonglen uh, section is, a, is an example of that, and there are some um, links to other teachers as well there. Uh, and so you, you may find those of, in, of assistance as well. And finally, uh, as with most of the other episodes in the podcast, George makes reference to this model of the self that, that he has, a sort of higher and lower self. And um, all you really need to know for this podcast is that um, he uses the words Annabelle, Virgil, and Beatrice as uh, anthropomorphizations of our uh, uh, different parts of our, of our lower self. So Annabelle is our our subconscious or, or, or emotional self. Virgil is our, you might call it our ego or intellectual self, and, and Beatrice is, is our intuitive self. Um, and the relevance for for this podcast is just, you know, when we're talking about death, well, our physical selves and our, our um, you know, ego subconscious selves may, uh, may die. There's a, a whole other part of ourselves that uh, is left out of that, that model. Um, you can listen to some of the prior podcasts to, to go into that in, in much more detail. I'll leave it at that now and, and hand it over to George and Nina. There are 
different levels of consciousness only in the sense of like waves on an ocean. There's only one ocean, mm -hmm. okay? Now each level of consciousness, until it's integrated back into the ocean, has a particular function. So as I listen to your what you've said, right, I say, okay, which part is creating this reaction, right? Mm -hmm. It's not Beatrice, because mm -hmm. she knows we're already connected, right? Mm -hmm. It's not Virgil, because you understand the process. So since there's crying, it has to be Annabelle. Mm -hmm. So what is Annabelle's concern? So the subconscious concern is, I'm sensing awakening connection. Right. So now we're going to tell Annabelle, no, no, Annabelle, no, no, Annabelle. This, this is what you're getting confused. The connection is at least as strong, if not stronger, you're confusing the fact that his physical body is not going to be present. Mm -hmm. you're, you're reaching the wrong conclusion, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Energetically, nothing's changed, okay? Okay. He's letting go of the body because it's reached a point for him. It's reached a point where he doesn't have the power to reverse the process. He's not at a consciousness where he can reverse the process right now. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So that's what's happening to the body. Yeah. So Annabelle has to understand that the loss of the body is a real loss, right? It's like, I don't know where I left my jacket, right? Yeah. So I don't know where I left my jacket. But then relative to being connected, the connection is the same, if not greater, because he's no longer distracted with the world. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So you have to make her understand that. Okay. okay. That you're acknowledging a loss, like, I don't know where I left the jacket, right? Yeah. But that which is essential to us, which is the energy of the person, the spirit of the person, if you wish, is at least as strong, if not stronger. Okay. Okay? And help her switch to paying attention to that. Okay. Okay? I can do that. Remind Annabelle okay. that one of her abilities is to communicate telepathically. Okay. Okay? The Russians particularly, but even before them, there were a lot of experiments very early in the 30s about how extensive was the ability to reach another person telepathically. Okay? Could, could we reach them, you know, if they were five miles away, right? Mm -hmm. And the conclusion that researchers reached was there was no distance limit. But they were only dealing with the physical plane, right? So they never thought, geez, I wonder, again, moving in a different direction. Mm. If there was no way of communicating with somebody else, prayer would be totally useless, right? I mean, that's what you're doing. You're communicating, right? Instead of horizontally, you're, you're communicating vertically. We're saying it's a higher consciousness, mm -hmm. right? Okay, so I think what you have to recognize, get in about to see is, look, your ability to stay in touch energetically, telepathically, is not going to change. Okay. You're reaching the wrong conclusion because you're relying on vision. Right. Okay? Right. So okay. she has to make that distinction. You have to help her make that distinction. Okay. Okay? Excuse me. Another thing. You're going to say to Annabelle, this body we call dead, this body has a personality, but that was never him. Right. That was never him. Connect with him. Right. He's sort of the pilot in the airplane. Right. And the airplane uh, is leaking oil, and so we got to land, right? But it was never him. Yeah. He, he 
the real he is not dying. Yeah, right. Okay? See, she's got to make these distinctions. And you have to help Annabelle because she's not very discerning. Yeah, okay. okay? okay. So it's, again, like talking to a small child, right? You, you have to help them understand at their level. Okay. Okay? So we're saying to Nina's Annabelle the same thing. We're saying, Annabelle, he isn't going anywhere. Yeah. Okay? Focus on who he really is, not where he is in the body or that particular body. Mm -hmm. Okay? The next thing is to remind her, distance is not a variable. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, again, when I've said in the past that every group of people you know, really get good at some part of the whole process we call the spiritual. And the Tibetans got very good at sort of understanding death. Mm. Right? All right. So now, back to hopefully again helping you, helping your father, to say, all right, if I'm not the body and I'm not the self, who am I? That's the, really the important question. Who am I? Mm -hmm. Okay? Well, that which you are, if you were a Buddhist, would be called Buddha. If you were Hindu, it would be called Atman. Uh, Jesus called it a god. I mean, you see, it, the word is secondary to the, to the use of a word that indicates you're not who you thought you were all along. That's the first thing, right? Okay, so now watch. When I said the Tibetans were very good at tracking, so this is something that he can start to do. The progression is in color. So you go from just the chakras. Yeah. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, white. Yeah. See, if he starts practicing, then it's sort of like you, you're going to Disneyland and you've been on this ride 50 times. You know what's going to happen in the next curve because it's not the first time, right? Yeah. So you're minimizing the surprise factor. Okay. Okay? Now, as he learns to look at the different colors, what he's recognizing is that he's actually becoming more aware of who he really is by releasing what he's not. Okay? Yeah. Now, again, maybe a more general term we would say, well, he's the soul of the body. He's the spirit of the body, right? All right. Now, there was this master who said, I don't know why we're having all this discussion about enlightenment. You're already light. What else would you be? Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, that's what you are, right? Well, it's not totally accurate that you're light. That which you are resonates at a particular frequency which visually appears like light. Okay. So it's okay to say you're light, right? But technically speaking, you're not light. Mm -hmm. Okay? You're that which is. And it's vibrating at a particular frequency. And because it's coordinating all your energies, the visual appearance is white light. Okay? Mm -hmm. So as he starts to recognize that, then again, he'll look forward to finding the light and sort of recognizing that he's now home. Right. Okay? That he's seen himself correctly. For the first time in a long time. So one way to see it is, is, is as opposed to leaving home, you're going home. Yes. Yeah. See? Now, he has bought, as the rest of us, he has bought 
that Christ is not him. Right. Got it? Right. Therefore, when people die or in the near-death experience and they see Christ, they never say, oh, I've arrived. I'm actually looking at myself now. Okay? Because they have associated and been told, well, it's something different from you. Relative to the personality, relative to the body, the statement is true. It's something different from you. But relative to your essence, it's not true. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. So if you can just now start turning in the seat of consciousness, say, oh, okay. So I am conscious right now. I see I am conscious. Mm -hmm. All right. Because I am conscious right now, I know that I am. Now, I know that I'm in this room, but I know that I am. And coming up the elevator, elevator, I knew that I was. Mm -hmm. Driving over here, I knew that I was, right? So, see, the circumstances are secondary. I always know that I am. Yeah. See, that, that's what you have to focus on, that I always am what I am. Yeah. Okay? And that the circumstances are secondary, not going to change who you are. Okay? All right. So, as he starts to recognize, again, that in letting go of all of the lower frequencies, he's really returning home to that state of consciousness that because of integration and lack of distraction is seen as white light. Now, remember that the biggest problem people have had, again, seeing Christ as different from themselves, but also hanging on to the identity they, they accepted before this process started. Mm -hmm. Okay? Instead of saying, no, okay, I understand why I accepted that identity, and it was worthwhile, it, funked, it worked well while I was on the earth, but this is a whole other process, so I can start changing the way I see myself. Mm -hmm. Okay? Again, he sounds like he's in pretty good shape. And partially, the other thing that will help him is if he starts reviewing his life. Okay. Okay? Because part of the process, and the reason for going to the light, aside from it's your home, is that that is a frequency, and that's why it's called the truth, where you can't fib anymore. Okay? You might sell somebody on the idea that the reason you did X was because, right? And it sounds like a good explanation, so they go, well, I guess that's why she did it, right? But in your heart of heart, you know that's not why you did it, right? In that frequency, we get to see what we've done without the capacity to spin it. Mm -hmm. So the sooner you do that, you can do it now, right? Then as it gets to the light, the comfort of the light and the love of the light is what he's going to focus on because he doesn't have to review this anymore. He's already, he's already done that. So if you haven't reviewed it, it can be, it can be uncomfortable. Of course. Yeah, because then you're sort of coming face to face with. Right. Hey, I told this girl that I was going to write, and that's yeah. not really why I didn't go see her. Right. It was because I was with another girl. There, I can't spin it. I mean, it's obvious what I did. See. So again. It can be very disconcerting that way, okay? I always thought of myself as a good businessman, but now I'm looking at my deals going, oh, my goodness, you know, you did cut corners there, right? You didn't report all the profits. You, I mean, that's why it's called the truth, okay? Right, right. 
Right. So if you do it here now, right, right. it's like the best. Uh, you know the Boston bomber. Mm -hmm. His lawyer said, "Look, plead guilty. Admit what you did. Because if you don't, there is no way of swaying their heart. Right. right. Own it. Right. Right. And I think I can spare your life. Yeah. But don't antagonize him. Yeah. Okay." Well, it's kind of the same thing. You see, if I own it when I get there, then you can see why it was called uh, the judgment uh, chair, the, the judgment. There's nobody judging me. It's really just. You're in the frequency that doesn't let you spin it because you've gone past the ego. Okay. The mechanism that would spin it, that would want to present itself in the best light, isn't there. Okay. That's why... It's called the truth. Okay. Okay? So that'll make it easier for him to focus on, wow, in the state of light, there is great peace and great love. Okay? Mm -hmm. And to the degree that I recognize it as being home, and this is my true identity, he may not have to have another incarnation. Yeah. Okay. Okay? But if we don't accept that, that's what the Tibetans said. If you don't accept that experience, you're going to go back to the most frequent frequency. Yeah. Let's just say yellow for the second discussion, right? Yeah. Well, then you're going to stay there in that frequency, and you know you're going to work out some things that need to be worked out. But it almost guarantees you're going to reincarnate again. Yeah. Right. Okay. And the unfortunate thing about reincarnation is that we always have to start from the lowest consciousness. Right. You have to work all your way through. Yeah. See? Yeah. The only thing is. Hopefully, you'll go through these faster to get higher, right? Because yeah. if you don't, then you're going to run out of time again, okay. okay? So I think, again, if he can just even intellectually start to say, okay, I am light in this, okay? This body, these circumstances, etc. But I'm really light. Mm -hmm. And I'm letting go of everything that distracted me from paying attention to my true identity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay? Number three. In this frequency of light, I really am the closest to everyone I love. Okay. Because the light that I am, and the light that they are, and the light that they see, is the same one. Okay. Right now, if we said to your dad, Okay, okay. There's mom, Nina, and sister. Tell me how you differ from that, from them. But in the light, if you ask the same question, how do you differ from them? He'd say, there's no difference. Right. There's no difference. Yeah. Okay? So in going to the light, he's actually maximized being in touch, connected to all. So there is no leaving, right? So the principle is this, and it's true at the below, okay? He is in you, and you are in him, okay? So now watch, let's, let's do it physically, okay? So when Jesus said, for instance, I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, right? Okay. If it wasn't for you and Zeb, there is no James. So he must have existed here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Therefore, Nina and Zeb 
are in James. Mm-hmm. Got it? Mm-hmm. If you want to think about it as genetic, right? I mean, but whatever gives you the realization, wait a minute, if they weren't here, this wouldn't be here, so they're actually in him mm-hmm. as he must have been in them. Okay? So, again then, as he gets to the light and to the degree that he identifies with the light, then he is in you, and you are in him. But we're not talking about Nina, obviously. We're not talking about the personalities, right? Yeah. It's the light that is the same for all of us. Another kind of analogy. Relative to the number, just the number. There seems to be five apples there. Relative to the number five, does it matter whether it's five apples, five cars, five people, five toasters? No. Five is five, huh? Relative to the light, the light is the light. Mm-hmm. No matter where you find it, it's the same light. Right. right. Okay? So that the light you see is him. When you meditate, the light you see is not only you, it's him because you're in him and he is in you. Okay? When I've said in the past that if I needed a symbol for Virgil, I would use a knife. Okay? As Annabelle tries to stay in touch by fusing, Virgil makes separations. Now, Beatrice knows that you're connected, so she doesn't have to try to fuse. I mean, she just knows it's connected, right? So that's not an issue to her. Mm-hmm. But Annabelle has to be taught you're looking at things incorrectly. Okay? So to Annabelle, physical distance is a variable. Mm-hmm. Now, Nina's here. Hopefully it hasn't happened. Hopefully it doesn't happen. Then she says, well, the fact that I'm in California and Dad is back in Sydney, we're so far apart. Yeah. Right? Annabelle would do that. Yeah. Beatrice would say, you're one thought away. You're yeah. just one thought away. Yeah. The, the thought moves your consciousness. Okay? Yeah. Thoughts are like the, the dials on the, on the microwave there, right? Yeah. This tube or television, whatever analogy you want to use, right? Yeah. So we're really one thought away. Yeah. Another way to look at it, okay, is to say, okay, so you came back to California, right? And you say, wow, you know, uh, the other day, I sort of, the traffic was very heavy, and I decided to make a left turn on this street, which is not a street I usually go by. And all of a sudden, I remembered my friend, and I was thinking, oh, yeah, the last time, right? See, that's how quickly we can be back into the situation. Mm-hmm. Just one thought, mm-hmm. right? That's how far your dad is. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with physical distance, mm-hmm. okay? But Annabelle and Virgil get confused. And if we listen to them, then distance is a variable. Yeah, okay. Okay? If we don't listen to them, distance is not a variable. So as soon as you, I mean, it's always helpful to have these markers. So as soon as you start thinking, oh, they're not here, someone's not around, that just means you're at a lower consciousness. Yeah. And then you say, then you say, no, no, that's not right. Okay? Again, we're only a thought away. Yeah. Okay? That's it. We're only a thought away. And if I allow myself, then I will be in that, whatever that thought represents, right? Whether it's a restaurant or a street or whatever it is, okay? Mm-hmm. But again, 
the ones we have to help understand are the lower levels, which is the first chakra, which is the body, the second is Annabelle, and the third, right? I mean, they're the least developed. So those are the ones we're actually schooling, mm -hmm. okay? I'm the school Beatrice, okay? She, she's already wise, mm. okay? So for him, right, to start accepting the fact that he is light right now and that he's actually going to that state that will allow him to remember that he is light and where he was. Not to confuse where he was with what he is. Okay. Okay? Okay. So if we use the below, we say, okay, well, Nina is in California and Nina is going back to Australia, but it's still Nina. Yeah, right, right. Okay? The light is the constant and he is the light. Okay. okay. Now again, we say that loosely, that which he is resonates in such a fashion that visually we call it light, right? For some people, we say, well, they're, they're not that visual, they're more auditory. We say, well, they're the tone. Okay? But again, the two things is practice visualizing the colors. So going through the progression, so start with red, orange, yellow, just go. Just do that. Number two, start reviewing. Start reviewing. Without judgment. Right. That, that's the thing, because that's what has to Honestly. Happen. Honestly. Yeah. Okay? Because, again, in that honest state, often what happens is, I see what I did and why I did it, but I also see other options I could have taken. Okay. But I understand why I took the one I did. But I see, wow, you know, the other choices were still there. Right. Okay? Right. So that's why it's important. Okay. To review it objectively, without evaluating it. In an email, he says, "Then that's unfinished business," and he's anxious to resolve that. Now, I don't know what her state of mind is. I haven't spoken to her in a long time, and and I don't, I just don't know where she is, and I don't feel like that's a route that. But is there a way for him? Without her, you know, without a necessarily um, a physical meeting or a, yeah. I mean, how can he resolve that sort oh, of? Definitely. Calm? So what? What? What would you? We would start off by visualizing her. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes you will say this, my dear, I do not know how I offended you, but I ask your forgiveness. And I forgive anything you might have done to me. I love you. And I release you to your highest good. Because, you know, a lot of times we don't know how we offended somebody. Yeah. Or what we did, we don't see it as offending. Right. Okay? Their response seems disproportionate yeah, to, okay. to what you think happened. Or you saw but the bottom line is that we're saying, please forgive me. Release me from this, which releases you, yeah. right? And on my part, I forgive anything you might have done, that whether I know it or not, whatever you might have said, whether mm -hmm. I heard it or not, I forgive you, I love you, and I release you to your highest good. Okay. Now, doing it telepathically this way, honey, really often is much more effective than doing it in person. Okay. The reason for that is... Virgil's not there. Right. 
for God. Right. He can't start an argument. He, right. He, he can't create a doubt. Right. Okay. So sometimes doing it, even when you know you have somebody, right? If you said, ah, you know, I just became aware that you know I haven't seen a friend for a long time, and you know we had this tiff, and well, what can I do? Well, where does she live? Well, actually, that's the terrible thing. She lives about three blocks from here. Okay, mm -hmm. but I always avoid her. So what? Do that. Okay. Okay. It's the same thing. You've, in a sense, you've got her off guard. Okay. Okay. Virgil's not there, so he can't create a doubt. He can't get into an argument. So she'll feel the relief okay. and the release. Okay. And that's what starts the change. Okay. Okay. To the degree that she might say. Why in the world did we get into a tiff? I mean, I, I don't understand what got into us. Yeah, okay. Okay? What's it a big deal? Yeah. Okay? Because you release the charge. Okay. Okay? So basically, what are we here to learn to do? Love each other, forgive, and be merciful. That's what we're here to do, okay? And that's really all she wants. Okay. Okay? To know that she's been forgiven and that she's loved. Okay. That's the bottom line. Okay. Right? That's what I would do. Okay, so 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 that's helpful. I think that you know, in, in, to find some resolution within himself, because I think that is a, a big part of the holding sure. on right now. Right. Yeah. Okay. Again, from a Virgil point of view, it makes sense that he would feel that there is unfinished business. Yeah. Right. Again, not recognizing our ability to be connected uh, precludes us, again, doing these kinds of exercises. And when we become aware that we're already connected, right, mm -hmm. then we, we deal with things very differently. Okay. Right? And again, honey, what do people do in everyday life? We read people's reaction and interpret them in terms of, do they like me or not? That's the bottom line, okay? <laughs> Do they like me or not? Right. That's, okay. To the degree that I say, yes, so-and-so really likes me, it's very easy to let go of minor stuff. Yeah. Okay? But if I don't think they like me, then even the smallest thing, I really blow out of proportion. Okay? So letting go and resolving issues telepathically is very useful. Okay. Okay? And it really doesn't require that he be face to face with the person. Okay. And is that Annabelle talking to Annabelle? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, another way he could do it, it would be the same thing, right? Yeah. If he could get into the light and do the same thing, it'd be even more effective. Okay. Okay. Is it is it is there a a turning it over? You know, you, you, you get in the light and you turn it over and Well the thing that happens, honey. When we get to the light, so we start out with, okay, I'm doing this exercise because I need resolution. And you get in the light and all of a sudden you say, wait a minute. I'm actually releasing myself. Yeah. There is no other. Yeah. Right. Oh. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Why would I right. hurt myself? Right. Yeah, okay, that's over. Right, it's, it's just a very different process. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. That is. And that's why I'm always saying, whatever your level of consciousness is, will dictate how you're going to deal with a situation. Okay. Now, by the way, then wouldn't it be a value? I know we've done some things, but 
It might even be a value to you to, again, review your relationship with him. Remember when I say, we never start an argument with Annabelle. Yeah. Okay? So we always tell her the truth the best we can. Actually, we tell her the truth the best she can receive it. Right? Yeah, yeah. So we say, now look at it. I'm not going to tell you that there is something that isn't going to be lost. Yeah, okay. But I'm trying to impress you with that really isn't the most important part. Yeah. See, now you don't start an argument. You're not telling her, oh, well, he didn't go anywhere. Nothing got lost. She's going, hey, I can't trust you. Yeah. I don't see him. How can you tell me he didn't go anywhere? So you're trying to tell her in the best way that she can understand. Yes, I don't know where I left the jacket. It was a great jacket. I really enjoyed it. And if I really think that was so valuable, I'll go find another one like that one. See, you're not lying to her. Okay. Okay? Because otherwise, you start to create a problem. She's not going to trust you. Right. So you sort of say, look, there is a change. There is this person, this body that was here is no longer here. So you're right. Like what you... What you, you, you're correctly detecting that something, something is apparently missing. However. Yes. However. Right? That's not the important that's part. That's not the important part. That's really helpful because, you know, I, I think I, I know that. Like, I, I know that in every bone, I, what you say in terms of, I mean, I feel my dad right here. My yes. grandfather who passed away. You're like, like, they're here with me. But I think what happens is that, in a sense, everyone else's reaction is so... <gasps> yes. And there is. I mean, it's, it's, it's probably the biggest thing in one's life that happens, right? Exactly. Being born and dying. And exactly. so, you know, and, and, and so I think that you sort of, you buy into... Not that you buy into it, but there's a sort of, oh, shouldn't I feel something? Or should... It's... It's like you, you, you. I'm drawn back down to Annabelle because there's a sense of that's the appropriate yes. response. So let's back up a little bit. The Buddha started the path because he came to a recognition that his parents were going to die. Yeah. And he realized, I'm going to feel terrible. Yeah. I better understand what this thing is about. Now, you started that process, so of course you're going to deal with it differently than people who haven't started that process. Mm. Mm. Got it? I mean, that's that's the thing. Right. Now, for instance, so you're going to tweak something you've been saying, okay? I want you to think of this tabletop as representing consciousness, okay? And I want you to recognize that this is what you identify as your grandmother, and this is what you identify as your father. But the universe is here with you. Yeah. Right. Okay. See? Don't differentiate. Yeah. Okay? There's, no, there's no difference. Right. It's all light. It, it's almost more accurate to say, I'm becoming aware of their presence, than to say they're here with me. Yeah. Right. Right. Got it? Yes. Now, you see, as you start to change the way of thinking and saying, oh, yeah, you know, which would be interesting. I wonder if I could either do it numerically or in terms of colors. I wonder what frequency grandma resonates at. 
Great. <laughs> so how would you facilitate getting in touch with her? Get in touch with that frequency. Right. Okay? Right. See? When I keep saying, the universe is actually very logical. It's very re reasonable. It's just a different logic. That's all. Okay? Okay. It, it's not the way Virgil sees things. Okay? So, again, it's very similar to when I say, Annabelle records everything, so recording is not a problem. We just don't know where she put the file. So retrieving is the problem, right? Mm -hmm. All right. So think of your consciousness as the tabletop. And everything in the universe is there. And by the way, this is Nina. This is Grandma. This is Dad. So when you make the statement, what you should recognize is, oh... Nina raised her awareness beyond the personal level. That's what she was able to get in touch with their presence. Okay? I didn't make them come. They were always there. They're always here. You just started resonating at the frequency where you could see that. Okay? Yeah. So okay. the phone rings and you answer it and you say, George, I'm sorry, dear. Gotta leave you alone for a little bit because they want me downstairs. Go downstairs, huh? Yeah, I really would like a glass of water. I wonder where the cups are. I wonder where the... I don't know, right? So let's see. Well, I'll start over there. But what if you forgot to tell me that your mother-in-law had taken all the glasses and cups out of here, right? So, well, it's not here, 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 it's not here. Because they're not there. Mm -hmm. But that's not true. So maybe I start with the wrong cupboard, but at one point I'm going to say, okay, here are the glasses, so now I can get some water. Mm -hmm. Okay? So relative to the universe, nothing is ever lost. Mm -hmm. If you can understand that Annabelle is the perfect recorder, imagine the Annabelle of the universe. Right, everything is there. It's all there. Right. And time... She doesn't, there is no time for Annabelle. Right. So everything's there at once. Exactly. Right. Okay. And we forget that it's a matter of being the right frequency relative to whatever it is we're doing. Right? Mm -hmm. So if you can say, wow, so grandma resonates at that frequency. Whoa. It's like she just gave me the telephone number. Client that just flew in from Argentina. She paged me the number. She gave me the wrong number, right? So I'm going, whoa, I, I don't know what to do because I don't have another number. I don't know anybody that she knows, so I can't call a friend and say, well, what's the right number, right? So I said, well, I'll just have to wait till she calls me. Right? Mm -hmm. So she called me back today, right? And I said, oh, yeah, I can see where she transposed these two numbers. That's why, you know. Well, now that I got the right number, I got to talk to her. Well, that's like grandma. I said, okay. So then let's take it about. So if you want to get in touch with Christ, what's his number? Point. But that's your number. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's your number. Mm -hmm. So that's how you get in touch with your true self, if you want to use that terminology. Right. Okay? okay. If you want to say, 
my numinal self's number is white. My physical human number is whatever it is, right? Known as Nina. Okay. I think what makes it or makes it appear that whether it's life or death, sort of mysterious and even frightening, is that Virgil and Virgil's not having true understanding have not given us a model that gives us comfort. Because mm-hmm. okay? mm-hmm. they didn't understand. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I think we forget that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Alright, so what when for the next you know, I, who knows how what what the, this period of time is? How can I be of the most comfort to my father? Is it is it is it just me getting in touch with the light and connecting to, or just recognizing that it's one? Is that a, and then connect? You know, Maybe I start like this: God. Again, we're always trying to say things initially so they make sense to Virgil and Annabelle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we say, okay, God is the self of Jesus, is the self of Nina, is the self of Dad. Okay. To the degree that Dad and I recognize that, then everything that is limiting, negative, drifts away. Mm-hmm. It is possible that doing that exercise, a miracle could happen. It is possible. It's possible. Right. Okay? Because if you were to do an exercise like like that, God is the self of Jesus, God is the self of Nina, God is the self of Dad. You could add how many how many ever, how many ever more you want. Wait a minute. The self, God, is perfect, whole, and loving. So that's what dad is? Mm. He bought a lie. Mm. I wonder if I keep doing this, will he wake up to the truth? Mm. Now, why can we expect a miracle? Because Jesus said, the lie can only exist as long as it takes the truth to arrive. When the truth arrives, is accepted, right? That which was not true evaporates. If we're all the so the reason that works is that that's true, is that so this is my Virgil view, you know. Um, uh, there's only one. Nina and George, even though they look like two, are one. And if you, George, um, recognize your oneness, then that facilitates Nina recognizing her oneness. Yes, but say it this yes, way. Yes, I'm trying to say it the okay. right way. Again, we try to be careful not to mislead 
particularly Anna, okay? So I want you to see it this way. Why? I say to you, dear. These two apples are the same. You say, no, they're not. Yeah. What makes them the same is that they're both apples. Okay? Yeah. George and Nina are not the same. Yeah. And they are not one. Right. Got it? Their oneness comes in that they're both apples. Right. Right. Okay? Yeah. You got yeah. tell Annabelle. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Now, in recognizing that is that it is in both George and Nina being apples, they're one, then we affect each other. Okay? But if you tell Annabelle, George and I are one, she goes, no, that's not true. So it's that George and Nina are, they're both manifestations of, of X. Yeah. That's, that's their, that's their oneness. That's their oneness. That's, that's the, mani- they're the manifestations of one, of, you know, the source. Okay, so what? Nina, George, Zeb, and the boys. It is accurate to say we are X and obviously X we're we're no longer we. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, while we're we, we're still X but it's very difficult to recognize. Okay? But don't say they're the same because the animal is going to go, no, they're not, not the same. same. They're not the same, right. <laughs> See, that's what I mean when I say. We don't start arguments because then you, she's not going to trust you. Okay. Okay? You know, the other day, it, these two young people want to get married again. So she asked a, a very valid question of him. And he said, but she's so much further ahead. You know, he, she just started earlier, right? So he, he's way behind. <laughs> he's trying to learn the vocabulary, right? Mm-hmm. So she asked a question, very valid question. He says, I don't know. I don't know what my position is. We say a couple more things. She says, okay, so what's your position? I said, wait, 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 wait. You asked a question. He gave you the answer. And you didn't honor his answer. It would have been wiser for you to say, you know, this question is very important to me. So when you have clarity of what your answer is, I'd appreciate it if you let me know. Mm-hmm. But for now, I'll accept your answer. Right. You don't know. Right. Okay? Well, again, if she doesn't recognize that that's what she did, I don't know if that's what she does. Okay? So he's either going to start making up things because he doesn't want to be you know, bombarded, right? Or he's going to start retrieving. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because Annabelle goes, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I, I gave the best answer I have. And it wasn't good enough. I mean... Right. I, I'm not up, for the t- up to the task. Exactly. Okay? So that's why we try to tell Annabelle, look, I understand how you feel. Right. I want you to see it this way. Okay? But I understand how you feel. Right. I'm just telling you it's not necessary to feel that way. Okay, so so when Annabelle starts, you know, with my dad starts sort of getting anxious, just saying, 
I see that you're getting anxious and I understand why you're getting anxious and let me explain to you why there's no need to be anxious. And Annabeth, let's play a game. Because Annabeth likes games, okay? Yeah. When you start to become aware of anxiety, let's play a game. Is it you that is generating it? Or are you picking up from my sister? Are you picking it up from dad? Are you picking it up from mom? Let's play a game. Okay. Yeah, I think a lot of the anxiety I pick up is from other people. Yeah. Which would make total sense, right? Yeah. But you see, it's like when I said everything is recorded, but if you don't know where she put it, you're in trouble, right? You've never asked her. Let's play a game. Okay. Is that which we're picking up? See, now you're not saying you're not aware of anxiety. Right. Got it? Right. You're saying, okay, we're aware of anxiety. Who's, Who's anxiety? anxiety? And will she tell you? Yeah. Right. Because now you've alerted her. Right. And is that Beatrice who then says? No, Beatrice will help. Beatrice will ask the question. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then she goes, oh, yeah, that's not us. Right. It's not us. Okay. So that makes it easier to let go of it, but let's understand why that person is anxious, okay? Let's, let's be nice to them. Right, right, okay? have compassion. That's it, okay? Yeah. Now you're moving her to be a trees, okay? Right, right. But again, if you start to feel anxious or afraid or any of those things, first of all, don't suppress it, don't deny it, just say, okay, but is it really me? Because let's just assume for the sake of discussion, that you're feeling anxious and you ask the question, Annabelle, let's play a game. Who's generating it? You are. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Well, you know, Annabelle, I usually ask the question this way. We could ask it another way, but for right now, what does it remind me of? Okay, well, we're going to go with it. You see, I mean, maybe you are generating it, okay? So she's going to tell you. No, no, you are. Well, okay, then I know what to do. I'm the one generating it. Okay? But again, often, particularly at your level, it's the fact that you're picking it up from other people. Now, that becomes very important, honey, because you're not invalidating their fear by saying it's not real, it's not there. You're just saying, okay, how can I help them? Because that response isn't necessary. Yeah. But they don't know that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? So even if I can just share my piece, yeah. they will benefit from it. Yeah, no, that's really that's true. Right? And that's the true. knowingness will come later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so there is a there's a benefit just to maintaining my own Well, I, I see that. I know that. You know, the more peaceful I am. See, the thing is, when I said it in a different context, if I say to you, wow, Nina, you know, I'm, I'm pretty upset, you know, then you say, well, yeah, I can understand why you're upset. That makes sense why you're upset. But could we look at it another way? Oh, 
okay, she, you see, I mean, she's not invalidating my experience. That, that's what I was trying to tell that lady, right? You're, you're invalidating his position by asking him the question again. He already told you he doesn't know. He doesn't have a position he can verbalize. Okay? Well, again, for the average person, their concern is that if you don't validate their experience, they really feel disconnected. They feel alone. They, all these things. But if you say, yeah, you know, I had an experience like that before. You know, this is how I did it, okay? This is, this is what I've heard. So I understand why you feel that way, because it seems to be the way we feel. But let's look at it another way. Right. Right. Then they'll go with you. Because right. they don't want to suffer either, okay? Right, but they feel seen and heard at the same time. Okay. Okay. I, what if your mother said, you know, I don't understand this kid. You know, your dad and I have been divorced for a while. And I can't believe how much I miss him. See, I'm picking up her, her, her grief right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. And you say, but no. And about doesn't track time. Yeah. And and again, really, because that's that's what compassion is about. Okay, you say. So this is how that person feels. I wonder what's the history of that. Mm-hmm. And maybe in knowing what the history is of that response, I can help loosen it. I think a large part in helping loosen it is just to, for me, you know, for Nina, to see it in a different way. And then that shows you have a choice about it. That, that's, that seems to be the best thing. See, often we don't recognize anything that what we're actually doing is changing frequencies. Yeah. See, as soon as you say, well, if I can see it a different way, you actually move to a higher frequency. Right. Okay. And the person doesn't see the other choice because they're stuck at the lower frequency. Yeah. You start to move, and you say, wow, the other's another choice. Why? Because you move to a different frequency, right? And now you see several choices. Mm-hmm. Okay? Whereas before it looked like you were stuck with whatever choices. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah, okay. So it's a very valuable process. All of this. See, it's, since, you know, I had this, life feels like it's moving very fast. And in the past, when that happens, I feel panic. And, and, I, and it, it's interesting because I can still feel my body, the chemistry changing, and, and, you know, I'll have thoughts. But it's much easier to go to a space of witnessing all of that. And as soon as I'm in that space, there's a lot of peace. And it's like, it's just go to that space. And, and that is, I don't know if that's the same as going to the light. I mean, it feels yeah. the same thing. Well, because you're getting in touch with the sensibility of the light. Yeah. For me, it, it, it is more of a, it's more of a feeling. The sensibility is what I, I pick up more than the visual aspect of the light. But it's like, I'm there and it's like, I don't need to do anything. I don't need to make a choice. Right. I just need to accept what's around. Right. So no what? As you move up in consciousness, you see more options, and therefore, there's more things you can do, right? Because mm-hmm. at a lower consciousness, we just don't see options. That's, that's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. So watch. What have you said? 
the God of my sister and the God of my father is my God. And the Greek word for God is Yahweh. And Yahweh literally means I am. Therefore, I know that I am. And I am is like the number five. So the I am of Nina is the I am of my sister, is the I am of my father. So I'm going to assume the I am of my stepsister and forgive my dad. I'm going to assume to be the I am of my father and I forgive my stepsister. And you facilitated the process. Okay. And is it is is that a is that a thought process that you go through? Is it are you going to the light when you're doing that? I mean, well, the best is probably to the go thought to process, that. honey. Is sort of the preparation for what it is you're going to do. Okay. It's sort of like laying out the plans of your vacation, but it's not the vacation. Okay. So you say, okay, what I'm going to do is assume the identity of my sister. Mm-hmm. And forgive dad. And then I'm going to assume the identity of dad and forgive my sister because five is five wherever you find it. So I am wherever I am is. Yeah. Okay? Okay. And I will function as I am, forgiving and loving and merciful. Okay. At the manifested level, it will look as if sister forgot my dad and my dad forgave my sister. That's what it will look like at the physical level. But this is actually what is going on. Okay. Gosh, there really is no internal. That external, that's not internal. <laughs> okay. All right. This is so helpful. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. So that's it for today. Thanks for listening. And as I said at the in the in the introduction. Uh, the next episode is part two of, of uh, this topic of death and dying. So tune in for that for a continuation of this discussion. Thanks again. Mm-hmm.